Welcome to Delera Talks, the business English communication podcast for non-native professionals. My name is Paula, and I am co-hosting this show with Simon. In this podcast, we're going to be covering communication advice and tips to help express yourself with confidence in English and professional settings. So we hope you enjoy the show. Hi, my name is Paula, and I'm back with a new Telera bit. If you ask any of my friends what phrase defines me best, that is, I've got a question. I love asking lots of questions, as much as listening to what others ask. But I tell you, if you pay close attention, you will soon realize that asking good questions is a skill not everybody has mastered. We spend most of our time at work asking and answering questions, requesting status updates from a colleague, questioning a client in negotiation, requesting a report, or finding out what a prospective client needs. But spending most of our day asking others for information doesn't mean we're good at it. Asking good questions takes time and practice. And if you communicate with people from different cultures, it gets even harder. How do you ask for questions in a way that is culturally appropriate? Like, how, how do you know when that's okay? So in today's Delira bit, I'll share 14 tips that you can steal to ask better questions. In general, but in particular, across cultures. Ready? Here we go. The first tip is to find a cultural go-to person that can help you ask the right questions to your international peers. This person should be someone that knows the other culture well and can teach you how to ask questions that are culturally appropriate. Tip number two, create the right mindset. Be as open, sincere, and genuinely interested in what the other person is saying. So instead of coming or asking the question with, you know, with assumptions, try to just be open to whatever they have to say. Tip number three, include words such as normally, typically, and usually when asking people about other cultures or about tricky questions. This takes some pressure off and makes it easier for the other person to reply. For example, what's your general approach to handling conflict? Or how do you usually like to collaborate? Tip number four, ask more questions. A good rule of thumb is to ask five questions before you add your story to the mix. Do you know what are the most common complaints people make after having a conversation like an interview, a work meeting, or a, a first date? They are, I wish they had asked me more questions and I can't believe they didn't ask me any questions. So just make sure that you, you ask a lot of questions to the other person. Something we tend to like because it shows that you're interested, right? Um, so yeah. Remember, tip number four, ask more questions, but ask one question at a time. That way you make sure that, all the inf that you get all the information that you needed. So instead of asking, how do you usually handle this type of projects and when would you like to start? Split that up and say, first, how do you usually handle this type of projects? Then you wait for the answer. And then you can ask, when would you like to start? Tip number six, listen actively. We always say that to be a good communicator, you have to listen and listen being present. So here, when you're asking questions, restate or summarize 
what the other person said, and then bake some of their words into your questions, right? So for example, oh, you just mentioned you wanted to start a new business. When do you plan to launch it? Perfect. Number seven, tip number seven, ask questions in a casual way. Asking questions in an informal tone and in a low-risk context where you focus on the relationship will help you get more honest answers. So don't sound button-up and too official. Uh, and instead, try to be a little bit more casual and informal. Tip number eight, ask difficult questions in third person. So if you want to ask, what do you think of the new policy? Perhaps it's a little controversial. Try this instead. How do you think the employees will react to the new policy? Now, there's nothing wrong with asking questions directly using you, but you can mix it up with this third question approach um, to get some honest answers. Number nine, ask open questions and be explicit in your wording. This is a very, very big one. Open-ended questions are great. They are the ones that start with why, how, what, when, where, who, and they, they open up a new world of possibilities and you're not just pinpointing them to a yes-no question. So instead of do you think you will finish the project tomorrow, try when do you think you will finish the project? Or instead of, did you and Alex argue? Try, what happened between you and Alex? Instead of, do you like to work with a small team? Try, what is it like to work with a uh, small team? See the difference in there? Awesome. Tip number 10, avoid yes-no questions in multicultural workplaces. For two reasons. For tip number 10, the reason is because some cultures just don't feel comfortable saying no. So you may not get a true answer by asking this type of question. Uh, and also remember that even yes can have different meanings based on who you're talking to. Like in Western cultures, such as France, Germany, uh, the United States, yes typically indicates agreement, commitment, or understanding. Yes, I agree. Yes, I understand. Yes, I will do that. But in some Eastern cultures, yes may just mean I heard you. This happened to me when I lived in Vietnam that I would ask, uh, do you understand? And they would say yes. And that doesn't mean yes, I understand. It means, okay, I acknowledge that I heard something. Or will the project be finished tomorrow? And I heard yes. And it didn't mean yes, it will be done tomorrow. It meant yes, I hear you. So just avoid frustrations by asking open-ended questions. Now, tip number 11 is how to avoid being manipulative in leading. Uh, and that is, again, by avoiding yes-no questions. And, and just try to rephrase them as open-ended. So if you ask something like, do you think it's a good idea to call Ryan? That can be leading. But you can try this instead. Who should we call? Or... How could Ryan help if you want to ask about that specific person? Tip number 12, also about yes-no questions. But this time, I'm, I'm telling you, do it. In what situations? Well, if you want to avoid evasive answers, 
like for example in a tense negotiation, a yes-no question is a good idea. Number 13, one of my favorite tips is to dig deeper with follow-up questions. Now we're adding a blog article to the comments, so check it out. But with, you know, with lots of examples and lots of tips, but here are three ways, uh, three great ways to ask effective follow-up questions. First one is ask your original question again with a slight variation. And you can use this when, uh, for example, part of your answer wasn't, part of your question wasn't answered. Uh, so you want to ask it again. Now, the important part is that you actually rephrase it. You ask it with different questions. Otherwise, it can sound a little bit aggressive or confrontational. And, and here's an example. You know, for example, you want to ask what communication skills would you like to work on? Let's say you're putting together your L&D, next L&D program. And again, you ask, what communication skills would you like to work on? If you didn't get the answer you were expecting, or if you didn't get an answer, you can later phrase it as, what are your main struggles in terms of communication skills? Same kind of information, different words. <laughs> uh, the second way of asking great follow-up questions is by linking their answers. So tie responses to something they said earlier in the conversation. And this tells the other person that you're truly listening. Um, now, if you use this technique, remember that you're not trying to interrogate or, uh, you know, avoid accusations like, oh, but didn't you say? Or, but that's not what you said earlier, right? That's not your goal. Your goal is to synthesize, to combine ideas. And the third way to ask great follow-up questions is by asking the question, why? Out of all the open-ended questions, those that start with why have the strongest power. Um, you know, they help you dig deeper. They help you learn more about a topic. They give you clarity. They help you understand uh, someone's request and clear up misunderstandings. And, and it also helps you understand their emotions. And again, we said words or questions that start with the word why have the strongest power. But you can ask why in different ways. Like, I'd like to understand something better. Can you please explain what led to this decision? Or would you be able to tell me the reasoning behind it? Or what's your hope? That's when you're saying, why did you do that? Or why do you want to do that? We can ask, what is your hope? Or what would you like to see happen? Or instead of saying, why did you say that? Which is great. You can also say, what makes you say that? Um, and, and this is something that Toyota believes in. They use the Toyota's five whys. And I don't know if you've heard it. But uh, the goal of this method is to get to the, to the nature of the problem by asking why five times. Yeah, and that way, the, the whole solution becomes much more clear. And the very last tip, we're very... Very last one, number 14, is to embrace the silence. Give the other person time to think, you know, and craft their answers. We feel that, often we feel that we need to fill every every gap, every hole, every silence. But you will notice that many people are willing to share more information if you wait for it. 
So it's okay that if you ask a question, give them time to answer, listen to it, give them a little bit more time. Uh, now the goal is not to make the conversation awkward, but to actually give people enough time to, to think about the, what they want to say. So this is all I have for you today. I hope you can steal some of these tips. I hope you learned something new. And again, check out the blog article that will go with this episode because there is so much content in there um, that you, you know, you can get and, and a lot of examples that you can apply. Um, again, I hope you enjoyed it. And as always, keep learning. And that's all we have for you today. We hope you enjoyed it. And remember to subscribe to Talera Talks. We'll be back soon with more. And visit our website at talera.com for more valuable content on business English. You can also request a free consultation on the best ways for you and your team to improve your communication skills. So have a great day and keep learning.